Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Quick Uchi. I'm here today with Theo. Hi. Hi. Theo is um one of my uni friends also. He's a Belgian boy currently living in the UK. Uh I think he loves chocolate more than anything in the world and I think he loves piano more than anyone in the world. So <laughs> pretty yeah. good summary, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Oh, Theo, welcome. Thank you. Yeah, how are you? Fine. I, I heard you were sorry? No, no. I heard you were really shy before you came on. I didn't hurt. Like, you told me you <laughs> you didn't really want to come on. Uh, I mean, I'm here, yeah. aren't I? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are you? Are you? Are you shy? Am I shy? I'm less shy in English, actually. Oh, really? In French, I'd oh. say, oh. because I've never been very good at talking. Mm-hmm. But since in English, I can't really talk English anyway. Right. It doesn't matter what I say. I brought you on today to talk about classical music. I've saved out a bunch of questions from like for months now. Not months, like a month. Okay. Yeah. Um, So over the last uh, maybe exam season and the last two months, I've been slowly like say progressing and learning more about classical music thanks to your help yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and um yeah just wanna just wanna know more yeah can you tell me about like your whole like musical background and stuff my musical background mm-hmm. um okay um i start learning the piano at four mm-hmm and change a few teachers my first one was awful but soon it was it was okay enough mm-hmm. then at uh 13 i attended the conservatory mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i did my first concert i think around 10. Mm-hmm. your first concert at 10. yeah but oh. it, it wasn't by memory okay and it was a short concert okay okay um it was around 10. i can't remember precisely mm-hmm. and yeah, and then I moved, so I wasn't in the conservatory anymore. And I would come every weekend mm-hmm. from Luxembourg mm-hmm. to do my lessons. Mm-hmm. Wait, every week from Luxembourg? Did you yeah, okay. so four hours for a two-hour lesson. <laughs> That's practical, isn't it? <laughs> 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 Obviously, I would see my aunt and my sister as well. Yeah. So, so just for that. Wow, four hours is in two hours journey there, two hours journey. Yeah, there. yeah. Okay. Wow. Where was the conservatory? Sorry. No, that wasn't the conservatory. Okay. Uh, I quit the conservatory when I okay. moved from Brussels. Oh, okay. Wow. And then, and then yeah, I came here, mm-hmm. and yeah, I went uh, with a professor from uh, from the Royal College, mm. and. That's it. <laughs> Wait, so did you do all the grade eight stuff and the diploma stuff? No, nothing. Oh, really? Yeah, no. Oh, I didn't know that. No, that's an English thing to do anyway. Okay. But even uh, in Belgium, I didn't do any like corresponding like uh, mm. scholarly. I don't know. Right. Do you take any exams and stuff? Just for the conservatory. Okay. Uh, but nothing apart from that. Okay. Uh, okay. That yeah, always private lessons. Okay. What's a conservatory? Sorry. The concert is like the equivalent of university uh, okay. for music. Oh. But I wouldn't would do only the piano class, like not uh, history of music or mm-hmm. 
uh, other subjects. Right. I haven't seen you play yet, right? But Harvey always tells me things about how amazing you are when you play. <laughs> it's just like, oh, you should always see Theo play, and then you'll just be stunned by heck how he's like carrying out the music and how he's performing and all that. I think he's putting the expectation a bit too high, <laughs> but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't wait. Wait, your next concert is in is in March time, right? I'll try to organize one. Yeah, next um, okay. don't know yet. Uh, How do you go about organizing a concert? Uh, I book a room. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh, and then do you just like give out flyers and stuff or like? I mean, I've never done like here. Okay. Some kind of like that, but right. uh, in Brussels, I would uh, just um, yeah book a a room and then invite uh, people close family friends. Oh. Um, I wouldn't do that My parents would But right. <laughs> I would just Focus on playing <laughs> Oh wow So that, that means when In like next term If you want to organize A concert You have to like Book the room And then like Make flyers And invite all your friends And like You told me you would Make the flyers So <laughs> I thought I thought it was a joke You know <laughs> <laughs> Well I guess I took it a bit more seriously <laughs> No as in like um, As in like When you asked me To make flyers And I said I'd do it Like I thought as in like As a joke like Oh I have to pick flyers Ha 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 I didn't know you actually Had to pick flyers And give it out to people No uh, just a Something mm. I don't know We'll see whatever okay. It's okay we'll do like A flyer Put your face Just your face No not my face then, like, no, 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 no 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 Not my face No 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 <laughs> No 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 <laughs> oh. Would you want your name On the flyer? My name yeah 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 Oh what are you gonna play? I'm gonna play Rachmaninoff um, six etudes tableau. Okay. So, do you want background on the pieces or just um, the name? I don't know how you organized your sessions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell me about the background. Okay. Um, well, very quickly, uh, they are etudes, so technically demanding. Okay. But, like. Each each piece is so it's really it's quite short. It's like two three minutes usually mm-hmm. per piece. Um, but it's it's so much more than just the technique. It's really amazing pieces and okay. um, so what, what makes a piece like technically hard and technically easy? Oh, just like there's lots of there's a lot of tricks, you know. Uh, uh, just, I mean, factors like uh, speed mm-hmm. can be can be involved, but usually, if it's just comfortable for your fingers, yeah, it won't be too hard to to go a bit faster. Okay, but there's loads. Uh, that's uh, loads of I don't know s- stuff that makes a piece hard. Right. I don't know, like uh, the like legato. Yeah, but that that's common technique usually. Okay. If it's common, then you learn it, and yeah. then you continue to learn it. But it's yeah. it's fine. But mm-hmm. it's like the how you put everything together that okay. makes uh, s- mm. the stuff hard. Like, what's hard about piano for you now? Um, well, obviously, I still have to improve technique. Yeah, but 
uh, I'm more for the moment uh, trying more to find uh, my own voice <laughs> oh. how to yeah how I like to interpret mm. consistently like yeah right. something the whole work is you have you have the score on in front of you mm -hmm. basically I don't know it's your it's your truth yeah and you want to to read it correctly properly mm. is there uh, is there like a correct way to read a piece um I would say yes mm. obviously as soon as people start talking about beauty mm -hmm. it's always more subjective but at least for now I prefer to be too objective than too subjective because being too subjective is pointless and it's an, an easy answer so I prefer to think that yeah there is there is w the best way to play a piece okay even if it's hard to tell mm. which one mm. which way Hmm. Oh. <laughs> like how do you say? Like I don't know, it's just really interesting. Like uh Yeah. What makes uh what what like what kind of technical stuff are you working on now? Technical um like techniques and stuff. I mean I never work on one thing specifically. I just work on whatever mm. appears in the piece that I can't play. Okay. Um, but playing, actually playing the notes, it's kind of okay, I'd say. Right. Um, the stuff that's hard is playing the notes. You like mm. what uh, what you want to do with them, right. and then usually that makes the piece ten mm. times harder because it's. Not just pl hitting the right notes yeah. and the right. Mm. It's, uh, yeah, it's giving them meaning. You know, it's not just you have this note and then you have this one. Mm -hmm. It's bringing the whole thing together. But how 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 do you how do you give like a piece meaning and stuff? Right. Um, Is it like how? If I had s some systematic way, yeah. it would be too easy, <laughs> wouldn't it? <be? laughs> Yeah, the, that's the thing. That's why I have to to be consistent enough so that mm. you have a specific way of playing. But you don't want to be uh, to dominate the the piece. Mm. You still want. Uh <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, we're here in the room with Harvey. <laughs> and, uh, you just yeah, pushed Harvey to, to the us, piano. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, um, oh my gosh. but oh sorry. Uh, yeah, you still want to be consistent enough so mm. that it's it's your way of playing, but right. you you don't want to bypass the composer. The composer mm -hmm. is still ah. first, so you want to 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 make yourself to to find what the composer wanted mm. if you if you look like a, if you look at a like a new piece that you've never heard it before like how do you go about finding like your voice in it and like your style in it um i mean that is rarely the case now okay. usually 
Mm-hmm. I, I, I've heard the piece right. before I play it. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if I don't, the mm-hmm. first thing I do is listen to the piece mm-hmm. with a pianist that I like. So, okay. <laughs> or I play it because I like the piece. Yeah. Uh, that's the m- So uh, mm. I'm biased from the start. Okay. So yeah, it's difficult because mm. uh, yeah, if I want to to play it in my own way, mm-hmm. but in my head I always have specific yeah. ideas that I didn't come up with. Mm. How do you how do you hear something and think like oh that's the right way to play it? Mm. You just does it just sound nice? Does it just feel good? Like... It does feel good, but if you yeah if you bring out a voice mm-hmm. that you didn't notice and you think something is more interesting in some way mm-hmm. or it makes you understand the piece better i guess okay. but it's never like oh i I'll, I'll put that in the things i'll do and i have a list mm-hmm. and then that's okay. it because mm-hmm. i don't know if if it's me being unsure mm-hmm. or just yeah I, it's like some continuous continuous and a progression happening mm-hmm. while you play you play you play and then and then at some point mm-hmm. you're able to like distinguish really what you like but yeah i mean ov- obviously it's sometimes you hear some you hear something and say oh yeah that's very interesting okay. i wish i would play like that but sometimes mm. you're a bit afraid of stealing because then if you like the way it's sound it's you didn't come up with that either <laughs> did you <laughs> how is it like how are you what what's your what's your voice? Uh, you said you're trying to come up with your own no, consistent uh, voice, yeah. right? I like, shouldn't have used that word. <laughs> okay, well, that's why. What's a better word for it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like your style, maybe? Yeah, style. Um So how would I like how would you describe your style? Oh. That's a difficult question. Oh really? Yeah, it needs I need to <laughs> to <laughs> But what 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 is double myself? <laughs> <laughs> what what even is like a like a piano style, like a music style? Oh, that's what what do I mean by that? Mm. I mean, that's better seen through examples. Mm-hmm. You just hear some pianists, okay, and then you really understand that each had his own his own way of his own representation of mm-hmm. I don't know his own perspective. Yeah on everything and and they do have their precise style so I don't know if is it more like a personality? yeah yeah it is a personality Mm. Um, like some for just some will put themselves much more in the front uh, compared to others who try to follow most strictly the composer's wish but even that mm-hmm. uh, you can't do it that 100% because I mean we're at different time different instrument okay. even for most of the pieces that mm. I play like modern piano mm-hmm. like as uh, most people still try to copy what was done before no no like uh, for example uh, they didn't write for the pianos we oh, use okay. now 
So even that, just just simply that, we have to take into account. Okay. Um, and even all the notation when they say when they put specific nuances or they demand that the pianist should do stuff like that. Okay. They you have to interpret those as well. Okay. It's you think it's a, it's a nice convenient way of putting things, but mm. like uh, the same words won't really mean the same thing in two different composers. Okay. Speaking of composers, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know many classical music composers. You know more now. I know more now. <laughs> I'm like three. <laughs> um, but like, I've, like obviously, over time, I've heard a bunch of names being thrown around, and like from people talking about composers and stuff, and like, oh, this person's really good. This person's not that good, right? Mm. Um. I just want to ask you about composers. Okay, so like yes. my first question, right, is like, who's Bach? Who's Bach? Yeah. So I, I, <laughs> I guess you ask that because you know how how much I like Bach. Bach oh, you is really? Yeah, Bach okay. is good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is he number one? He's number one. Okay. What, what what's so good about him? Oof, everything. <laughs> <laughs> he. So Bach. Uh, First of all, historically, so 1685, 1750. Okay. So it's end of Baroque era. And... What's the Baroque era? The Baroque, uh, it's a period, an artistic period okay. that you find both in, I mean, literature, music, paintings, mm -hmm. um, the sculpture, architecture. Okay. And then you have um, classism, classicism, and then romanticism. Okay. I mean, uh, very broadly, very broadly. <laughs> okay. Um, so he's within that style, and if I don't know where to begin. <laughs> there, there's so much to say about him. <laughs> Did he? Okay. Why? What do you want to know about him? Like, why was he? Why is why is he like why is he God like why is he so like <laughs> because as good put it he's the greatest architecture of sound. Okay. Yes, he the way he 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 composes and the way he structures everything. Okay. Is is godlike. It's everything is so perfect. You can't imagine okay. wanting to change the slightest thing because everything fits together so well okay did, did he like compose like symphonies and stuff he didn't compose uh symphonies uh, uh, at least not in the sense because it didn't really exist that's with okay more uh it's a bit after but uh so he composed um so the 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 most specific uh, trait about him is he's the master of counterpoint. Counterpoint? Yeah. What's that? So counterpoint um, is a way of composing. So you start, you could, you can divide, you could divide music in two ways. Either you, you look uh, your score in horizontal fashion or in vertical way 
Okay. How's, what does it mean? So vertical would be you look at the melody and you try to... So you just do one simple melody, or not simple, just one melody. And you try to superimpose another one and try to m make it sound good. Okay. You'll have two voices. Then you try to add another one. You'll have three voices. So counterpoint is the art of a, a gens, uh, of uh, like dealing, melody? yeah, yeah, okay. dealing with all the separate melodies. the The point is that each melody must sound like sounds uh, good independently of each other, but they must sound good, obviously, as you put them all together, mm -hmm. and that's very tricky. Okay. And so counterpoint was develop developed mostly during like uh, Baroque era and by uh, Flemish masters uh, and Bach is probably the culmination of all that process okay. of the art of of knowing how to put things together okay. counterpoint is yeah as you can hear from just the name mm -hmm. point against a point so right that's the idea um. so and that's seeing everything vertically uh, horizontally vertically it's more focusing on the harmony okay. and that comes just after back okay I mean uh, his harmonies are his he his arm he could obviously see everything vertically mm -hmm. because it's the harmonies he managed to create are uh, he's he's a father of harmony as well okay. but but it's more with Haydn that you kind of forget how to see horizontally and try to to put in a more systematic way the vertical view okay. because you know in just one melody and then an accompaniment mm. horizontally is like there's only one melody is no like usually i mean if there's only one it becomes a bit boring so right. you want to complicate okay if it's too easy yeah it is no point <laughs> Okay. And so Bach uh, would, so is, without any doubt, the greatest master of counterpoint. Okay. And the thing about him, even when he was uh, alive, the way he composed was old-fashioned already. Okay. Um, what does that mean? Uh, he composed like, I don't know. Imagine someone now composing the style of the, oh, of okay. the eighties. I don't know. Right. So people would look at him, yeah, we get it, but it's very end baroque okay and um but by looking back, the stuff he could do still kept so much interest for the people looking after him mm. so was he was he really revered in his time, or was it like after he passed that he was? Uh, it was mostly after he passed. Okay. Uh, he, yeah, no, he wasn't, not anywhere near he should have deserved, because he was, he was, he composed so so many pieces, so like more than a thousand. Okay. Uh, at some point, so he was uh, the, so he was uh, working in churches, and he had to compose one. Uh, cantata every month at some point which is like amazing it's like I don't know like 20 minutes 
every month you have to come up with 20 minutes of music right. on top of everything else and what is this everything else he had 20 kids he had 20 kids yes well 10 of which died <laughs> what <laughs> youngly okay yeah. uh, so uh. yeah I mean uh, dealing with all that stuff on its own yeah. couldn't be very easy but he was that and he was also a teacher so he had to teach everyone in the um, in the academy in St. Thomas in Leipzig uh, educate his children he even had to 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 educate Latin he didn't care about Latin but he had to do it right he had to learn it's it or he had to teach it to teach it to okay. teach it yeah uh, sorry so he had to do so much stuff on top of composing it's not possible to comprehend how he could have done all that because everything is so so well done right what, what else does he do well he said that he does counterpoint he's like the father of counterpoint he's the father so of harmony it's like it's a f i mean it's, he's like the combination okay <laughs> okay and then yeah after he people went more on the harmony side but then he was quickly forgotten okay and his son were the composers of the day uh, so he trained well his uh, I mean at least four of them became uh, composers and especially Carafi uh, Emmanuel okay. Bach was like the the leader of the new generation so he's very interesting because he's the at the pivot of Baroque and classical mm. music so looking more vertically and that's his son who, who did it. Oh. He was uh, really, really influential. And so, yeah, he would be more famous than his father. But now it's the opposite. Right. Uh, because, yeah. You said, like, so Bach music is Baroque era. Yeah. And then his son started the whole classical era. Yeah. How is Baroque different to classical? Yeah, uh, looking everything like generally or in music. Um, like generally, baroque uh, is much more about uh, movement and much more about uh, the contrast, dark and light. Right. There's much more uh, contradictions, you know, inside baroque uh, that spur the movement. In classical era, everything is much more symmetrical and static I would say so you want rules clear you want clarity in Baroque mm, clarity yes but yeah when you look at any anyone like it's it's not it's it, it is quite uh, yeah there's too many too much uh, movement and right Can you, is that something that's quite clearly heard when you hear the music well, yeah, yeah. Everything is always in movement. You can, yeah, you can clearly understand that after maybe, yeah, mostly after you hear it, of, of obviously. Um, but that's why uh, classical era wants to to go back to return to something more uh, clear, more simple, you know. Okay. And then Beethoven. Oh, that was uh, Beethoven. Beethoven to try to to tear out all the rules. Okay. But uh, yeah, Garfield Manuel back and uh, Haydn put some new rules down. Right. Which, hmm. no, okay, no, 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 no. 
so you say you can look at the piece like horizontally or vertically right yeah yeah <laughs> and vertically is looking at all all the melodies come together no uh more horizontally like polyphony yeah okay so horizontally is like looking at how the melodies come together yeah and then what's vertically more looking at uh the chords what chords could you make that sound interesting okay and it's much more uh, uh there's much more uh, hierarchy okay like there's the melody and the accompaniment oh i see Oh. Whereas in Baroque, everything is together, is moving, and is, uh, yeah. So, so that's like horizontal. Yeah, right. You would say yeah, right. but yeah, uh, that's very clear from anything you look at in Baroque era. This, like, even if you look at uh, architecture, maybe that's what's most clear. You, in if you look at architecture it's always like um i don't know how to say in english but it's always round and always uh, yeah you can uh, when even for a sculpture which is so static they always try to to inspire the movement you can see almost the thing uh moving and then classical era is everything must be symmetrical and very is it kind of like the like like a modern building compared to like the Sagrada Familia kind of thing. Do you want like the Sagrada Familia? Like it's a mm. uh, like you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's just uh, one of the churches in Spain. You know the really yeah. big cathedral. In yeah, Spain? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what? It's is it kind of like, you know, you got like one architecture where it's all like box and squares and and like straight lines, whereas you have the other one that's all more like flat and like. I guess curvy. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. m yeah. Baroque is much more curvy. Okay. But uh, yeah, you can see that uh, there. Even in science, you could see it. Mm. I mean, uh, just think about uh, um, Leibniz and Newton. Okay. Uh, just yeah, the uh, calculus is right. a paradigm of of a Baroque way of. Was Newton really straight? Huh? Was Newton the one that was really straight? No, no, like uh, like uh, just just the concept of continuity, okay, and just to come up with the idea of oh, infinite right. infinitesimals and stuff like that. I think is uh, the pearl of all mm. that in science and math. Do you find if classical music if classical music is really like straight, right, and like symmetric, right? Do you do you like it? Is it like is it, would it be kind of boring or is it like no 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 okay <laughs> it's not boring <laughs> okay no 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 because they're still geniuses okay they just put other rules you know other like what kind of rules so I guess the most important thing is the sonata form okay that was the most important actor in that was probably Haydn so it's how you want you want a systematic way of composing if you want but in a in a canvas that's large enough so that you can accept different kind of ideas that's quite difficult to do you know you want something flexible enough so that it can be very widespread mm -hmm. but clear enough so that you can still follow it and it still means something and sonata form you do that by having two contrasting themes then in development and then you 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 do the, the exhibition again right and and then this form 
was very very small at the beginning yeah, you have one ID clearly and then uh, with uh, with time uh, going forward it got bigger and bigger and more intricate and you right. but the basis is still the same the basis is still hidden okay it's, it's so the sonata form is like a like a like a two-part contrast yeah you have two themes mm -hmm. and then that you expose independently and then the development you you're going to mix them you're going to 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 make some variations or mm -hmm. just maybe sometimes uh, uh, treat them more in a more polyphonic way so more horizontally mm. and that's you you have a lot of freedom but still the the basic structure right. is the same by contrast do you mean like they play the first theme and then they play the second theme or they mix it all together in the development they can mix all uh, together and sometimes it's amazing but i mean it's a bit uh, i don't know if there's mu much sense of speaking of that uh, just like that but you should look at a particular example and okay. see oh that's that's what what he did here that that oh actually this idea is not a new idea it's it's the same idea okay but in a very different way of looking at, at it and the way you you put right. them together and that's that's really what do you mean by development um but develop development you so you you go in different keys harmonically okay. uh that's i would say the first thing because uh yeah, the harmonically the structure is quite strict. At least in the beginning it was, um, but you want to to come to put them in to put your the same ideas in different keys. That's I would say the first most basic thing. Right. Uh, but then you change the the accompaniment. You you change the theme. You know you take sometimes either your theme is like a melody, okay. or it's composed of more. Uh, motives and you take some motive and you put them in different order and they answer each other and you have a real dialogue right. between whatever ideas you had and then you combine them you split them again you you add some some stuff you instead of going to the next thing you just stay on the same idea and just yeah right. do you so your themes right yeah is that like two pieces you write separately? No, 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 no. It's uh, it's all in the same piece. Okay. Yeah. Now music is always one. You have one idea and three minutes, and you stay uh, in the same mood for the whole thing. Before it was the complete opposite. Oh. You can even like one theme sometimes. Sometimes the example of I like some part of the piece because. One part, one theme is good, and the other is uh -huh. less interesting. Also, you go into a piece when you go into writing a piece, you go into it with two themes ready in your mind. Yeah, and then you you like you work through the whole thing of like comparing or comparing and contrasting. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and that's like a typical sonata form. Yeah, that's the the essence of it. Okay. It's more strictly put, but right. so don't have to go in the details. And then, so that's the sonata form, and it was hugely, uh, maybe the most important uh, form. So after that, you have 
so he he invented the the sonata in which the first movement is the is a sonata form and then you put usually um a lead or variation and a uh, theme and variations mm. uh and then you have a third movement which can be more dance like and then who became more scherzo so scherzo is uh, more amusing mm. uh, that's what it means it's more like diverting and the last movement usually was uh in uh, rondo form okay. so rondo is the typical uh, song form a b a c right. a d a that's okay. just uh you know you have uh that's what people do now most but it's only the last and then haydn himself after putting everything together mm. he invented the the form rondo sonata in okay. which you put two forms together so you have the thing a b a c a d a okay and on top of that i mean on top of that at the same time yeah. you also have the sonata form we just talked about right yes yes <laughs> i can see your face yes <laughs> <laughs> okay so typically when someone composes a whole like piece right it comes yeah. up in many movements right yeah so yeah like, like one, two, three, four movements, and you're saying like the third one is usually scherzo, yeah. The fourth one is rondo, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. It, this, yeah, this is not strict. strict obviously, right. it's uh, more by convention. Or okay. And then what did Hayden do? He, he took that typical structure. No, he invented it. He invented the sonata structure. Yeah. Then he did. You said he did sonata rondo. Yeah, he invented that as well. Okay. Well, how Just is that different? No, like uh, instead of doing just rondo for the last one, right? The form would be a mix of two forms. Okay. And I mean, you know, they he was one of the smartest people, so yeah, he right. he could do that, and he was never tired of just inventing, um, just like Bach. I mean, Bach was even more. Uh, right. It's uh, the perfect between perfect. Um, combination between analysis how you get the most of uh, out of few ideas and constant invention and that's that's incredible to to manage to to do both at the same time because it's contradictory either you develop something mm. or you have new ideas constantly and in some some way i think he does both at the same time which I can't really explain. As in, like he, he creates like new styles of composing. No, no, no. Like in every piece, every ID, yeah, you can trace it back to some original ID that he develops very, very well and very, uh, like very cleverly. Do you say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cleverly, and at the same time, you find so much innovation throughout the whole piece, like. Just he gives ID. He he has too many ideas, you know. It feels a bit like both at the same time. Okay. Huh. You were saying that after after Bach, right? Mm. Then there was Baroque, then classical, and mm. then Beethoven came in and destroyed all the symmetry and the rules and stuff. No, he didn't destroy it, but he expanded. Let's okay. say he expanded everything. What did he do? Like. Um, instead of of um so he mastered every, the every form mm. uh, like 
Mozart and Haydn that Mozart and Haydn perfected but he would for example I don't know take a huge orchestra uh, change the orchestration uh, he would uh, go to the limits of the forms um, much more than Mozart he would like uh, in the duration as well okay. would just do some things that that yeah that would last longer so obviously you need to put more maybe I don't know if complexity is the right word but sometimes yeah need to well, what do you mean by he just instead of, uh, for example, the first uh, sonata forms of Haydn, mm. like in the quartet, in string quartets, it would be very short, it could be like three minutes. And then you just keep, it just kept getting longer and longer. I would say uh, typical would be, I don't know, f if it's for piano, maybe, I don't know, five, seven minutes for orchestra, a bit longer. Um, and with Beethoven, it could go to to 20 minutes oh. um, yeah so mm. you mentioned Mozart just now yeah Mozart is probably the only other like is he a classical musician yeah, 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 okay. yeah. only other classical musician I know other than Beethoven <laughs> what would what, what did Mozart do he uh, the, so the way I see it, he took what Haydn did and made it so natural, you know. Uh, he he took every form, so concerto, opera, sonata, uh, chamber music, and every, with every with him everything flows naturally, you know, in this in this strict canvas and forms. Everything just yeah, it's obvious it should be like that, you know. Mm. Um, but it's a very different way of approaching uh, like Haydn it would be much more I think much more motivic you know much more like characters uh, discussing or uh, just yeah just just you could think of it much more as like characters and protagonists okay and Mozart less usually to be like a long speech uh, I don't know uh, oh. a some say some some likes to say it's uh, more like I don't know prayer or I don't know you speak to yeah. oh so like Haydn right but that's yeah, yeah so Haydn and stuff was more like his pieces were more like conversational like back and forth like he was like one yeah yeah right and then Mozart was just like like just one nice smooth big piece yeah it's less less uh, focused on like yeah the different uh, difference in tones and everything it's it flows but that's a very uh, also a bit simplistic anyway and just an opinion uh, thing you could find also counter examples mm. it's just right, if i had to to the f the thing that strikes me one of the things mm. that strikes me uh, to explain the difference between Haydn and mozart mm. i would say this is one of them who are your, who are your top five I know last time I came over, we were supposed to do a physics problem sheet. Um, someone emailed Harvey about having to do a top hundred <laughs> musical composers at all time, mm -hmm. and you guys spent the next like hour kind of sorting <laughs> sorting that list up. Yeah, and I knew like two names for the list, which is probably like I think Bach and Beethoven. 
maybe Mozart. Mozart too. Yeah, yeah. Schubert. We Schubert, went to well, Schubert, Schubert. I just, I just, I've just got familiar with like mm. maybe last week. <laughs> who, who, who? Your top five? Top five is not enough. I know who's my top one. So Bach. Okay. Then I would probably put Haydn. Okay, you can you can make like a a tier list. Okay, tier list. Yeah, so tier one is Bach. Bach, yeah. Right. Tier two would be Haydn, Mozart, Beethoven, Schubert. Okay. Chopin, Schumann, Brahms, Scarbin, Prokofiev, Rachmaninoff. That's <laughs> okay. Do you have a t- do you have a t- do you have like a tier tier three list? Tier one, tier two, tier three. Yeah, three. Um, I would put um, men. Hmm? Actually, before that, you were saying like Schubert, mm. right? When we we went to when we went to that um, concert, I guess two days ago. That was yeah. a Schubert piece. Right? Yeah, yeah, that was Schubert. Right, that's very sweet. I know you didn't like the, the person that played the, the yeah. piece. <laughs> But yeah, the whole thing was really sweet. Like, what's 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 special about Schubert? Schubert, Schubert. Yeah. Um, so yeah, with Beethoven, you you have the a bit of a transition between classical and romantic. Okay. I would say Schubert is the first proper romantic okay. uh, composer. Um, so he came. He was born after Beethoven. Okay. And looked up uh, to Beethoven a lot. Um, he he also composed s- uh, a, really a lot because he composed like I don't know at least in the eight or nine hundreds oh, uh, and he died at thirty one years old oh a year after Beethoven wow. just just a year oh Beethoven died at thirty no no, no, no. Beethoven died at oh, fifty seven oh. okay uh, right. but uh, he died at thirty one right um and. He, what's so special about Schubert? It's hard to explain. It's better to hear and then see for yourself. Right. I'd say because yeah, I, I mean, don't want you to think of a specific thing when I when you hear them. Mm-hmm. You just listen to them a lot and then you'll pick out your own things. No, oh, that's fair. Yeah, because I remember um, even though. You're saying that the person that played on Thursday was really like, he blocked everything out. And it's very systematic, and he kind of mm, separated. Not systematic, systematic, just block. Blocked. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um. So, but still, like listening to the piece, it was a very like. I, I think the best word is like tender. I guess romantic. I guess I can see why it's a romantic period. It's a very like tender piece. It was like right. all very like. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, what was the name of the piece? Uh, it was uh, his last sonata. Okay. So just before he died, he composed that. Okay. Um, I mean, it is quite, yeah, I guess, tender. He did compose more, tra- uh, like more, um, uh, more movement. Like uh, when we s- saw uh, the death and the maiden, mm. that was l- less tender. Yeah. I would say. Yeah, yeah. It's the same composer. Mm. Uh, that piece specifically yeah it's kind of the peaceful there's always um with schubert it feels always a bit like nostalgic and 
something grips you, even if it's supposed to be happy, mm. you you don't feel that you're happy, but yeah, there's something that still poke you. And right. <laughs> I was um, I've been going to a few more like classical music concerts recently, like orchestra and stuff, and um, because it's still already new to me, like. I can't really describe like my opinion on the pieces I hear, but most of the time, like it's really nice to just sit down and like listen, and like yeah, yeah, yeah just of course, what the of course. Uh, if you just come in, it's it's a it's a lot to take in. It's yeah. uh, three hundred years. Imagine, yeah, <laughs> just taking physics like that. So That's at true. first, yeah, it's, I mean, you did the most difficult. You made the first few steps. Right. Now, as you listen more and more to the pieces, you'll try, to, you'll start to recognize more, uh, uh, and then it will get more and more interesting. Um, but for now, yeah, of course, you'll just enjoy more passively. But then you listen more and more actively, yeah. and you focus more and more when people play. Mm. And well, actually, that can lead to either really big excitement when it's good and more disappointment when it's bad uh, but <laughs> i think it's a it's a bet to take <laughs> are there are there any good are there any good composers nowadays are there like are there composers that like in the present that you're looking out at or like i mean we went to see uh danny elfman who danny elfman who's a uh, movie composers do you know tim burton yeah so he did the music for all Tim Burton's, basically okay. for The Simpsons, right? For and for a lot of other movies, right? I I like him. Yeah. Yes. Was it Dan Dan Earthman? Danny Elfman. Elfman. Uh, da- Daniel Hoffman? No, just Danny oh, Elfman. Danny. Okay. Hmm. You can right. hear me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's cool. If you have a Harvey, try uh, wants me to say eleven eleven. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So he's a movie uh, uh, composer, but mm-hmm. recently he he went to more like uh, classical, like classical with uh, uh, music, and he composed a concerto and a quintet. Nice. Did Did you like it? You yeah, yeah it? I listened to them. Yeah, I was uh, very pleased. To hear that. Do, do you do you do any composing? Uh, yeah, I did a bit. Yeah. How's that? Like, how's it? Uh, like, how how have you found it so far? Uh, it's wonderful. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you don't finish it, then it keeps you awake a lot, uh, because yeah, you have to set your own rules, which is always hard. You right. don't have do this and yeah, follow the rules because. You're the one putting them because without rules, it's no fun. Um, yeah, but I like to compose more, but I don't really have the time. Mm. Wow. That's uh, probably what took me most, yeah, the most difficult exercise I ever did was probably composing. I remember last year you were, you were with Imran and you had this like, uh, you composed this huge piece. Right? Mm-hmm. Was it last year? Was it last year or first year? The the one? 
like I remember you composed quite a big piece. Oh yeah. Huh? Yeah. Was that that was, was that last year? I no, it wasn't. Uh, yeah, I'll, not this summer. The previous summer. Right. And actually, it was more uh, during the year before that. But yeah. Okay. I finalized it. Yeah. yeah. It was. Did you play year. that at the concert? No. Right. Was it? Was it just? I know you recorded it, right? Mm, it's not a recording. It's just uh, someone, uh, a friend of mine, hesitated to to play it, and oh. he wanted to see quickly how it sounded like. Right. And so, just sight reading what I wrote. Right. So it's not good oh. uh, <laughs> at all. Uh, but it just gives an idea of what it is. Mm. Oh, that's cool. If there was um, if there's, if there's like one song, a one mm. piece, one movement that you'd recommend to someone who has never listened to classical music before, have you got one? One one movement, like one 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 spotify song that they can click okay one spotify song that's too much pressure on <laughs> now because obviously the way you enter is by listening to stuff that you know that's what i mm. i noticed mm-hmm. when you don't know then it rarely works right. uh, so usually it seems like stuff that works more uh, mm. big orchestra thing that you already kind of know or that are but when you when you recommended me that that playlist of songs i don't think i knew any of them yeah because i didn't like the idea of doing that but still (laughs) (laughs) i think that's what works best okay i tried to i think one or two pieces i thought maybe you would know them because sometimes in movies you like there's just a movie or something yeah um yeah but it's not the most interesting But you were, mo- I knew you were motivated, so that changes as well. True. So you have a better list. You That's know. true. <laughs> 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 or then just people, if you want to start, just listen to that. <laughs> you asked me, so I was mm. very surprised. It's <laughs> 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 rare. Because you were like, you know, like, you're so into it. Like, like I've never seen someone... Like for context, right? Like Theo, you, you don't listen to pop music, right? No, like not at all. No. And I've been out with Theo a few times, and I feel like every time I'm out with him, he just looks a bit lost. He's like, oh, I don't know any of these songs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <No>. it's true. <laughs> but yeah, cl- music, yeah, yeah, I, uh, that that was composed before, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Hmm. What was that? Um, yeah, I was talking to Imran about it too. He's like, how would you have um, recommended classical music to new listeners to? And then he was saying that like, oh, um, he said kind of the same thing you said about like, it's a lot better to like just recommend them songs they already know. What's that really famous Mozart one? Is it Fifth Symphony? Uh, there's a lot of really famous Mozart. If you talk about symphony, the 25th okay. and the uh, 40th are really famous the first I mean when you say famous Mm -hmm. people know the like first 10 seconds but as we mentioned yeah like it's not oh it's really completely different mindset it's not the same thing over and over they 
it changes character throughout the same piece even in the same spotify <laughs> link yes it changes uh, it's it's uh, it's more of a of um how you uh more of a flow no no uh, uh yeah it's yeah it changes a lot so mm. so people know maybe the first theme but the second one who knows yeah right and uh, how how he managed to do everything together no one knows as well they just or I just know like ta-ta-ta-ta ta-ta-ta-ta and <laughs> oh, what, what happens after <laughs> no, I don't, don't know <laughs> that's fair okay is there anything else you want to say to to maybe my 10 listeners to you <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah try to I mean I guess yeah we spoke about classical music so try to listen to more mm. it, people don't realize how how incredible can like, it just changes the way you see everything once you really love something you have a passion for it and can develop it of course it's not easy but mm -hmm. uh, it's worth the 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 work for it if anyone's interested i have a i have that playlist that theo made <laughs> for me and so if you like a playlist to start i can share that with you <laughs> okay Okay. Thank you for coming on, Theo. Thank you for inviting. <laughs> See you, everyone. <laughs>